Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another week with a hyper political podcast. Because if in elections in India and we are politics, then what is the point of the Mind Podcast, right? So uh, um, I, I told everyone last week that once we get into election season, which is in two months, you'll find one and a half months, you'll know, second May, who won the battle of the states. Um, we are here. doing our first sort of uh, election uh, podcast and we'll start we are starting with the state of bengal and together with me to navigate that and other state elections is author mathematician columnist abhishek banerji hi abhishek welcome to mind podcast thank you adit thank you for calling me this is very interesting topic i'm really excited to talk ha matlab i we 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 will we don't need caffeine um, no, no, or no. any other stimulant to talk about elections in india no right? that to bengal elections i mean bengal election <laughs> iska alag hi nasha hai i mean Haan. there is a different nasha of bengal elections Uh, you know that there, there is the uh, there was a there was those memes you know um, kids adults legends you know kids yeah. talk about this election so isme ye hai ki legends talk start talking about district elections or in bengal to every every voter is a legend talking about local elections no, and no, with global issues absolutely absolutely i mean college ke election mein bhi you find it but is so I mean, you know That this is, is what I was coming to. Is unbelievable. This is a horrible thing, and this this kind of polarization. I mean, it's unbelievable, and this this really has to stop. I actually recently wrote an article saying this culture of violence has to come to an end. Yeah, but actually, uh, and we connected after uh, we connected after news the piece on news eighteen you wrote about Bengal about why yeah. the BJP has risen in Bengal and the Tridamul yeah. also is to be blamed. It was a fantastic piece. Uh, if you, you guys haven't read it, um, both Abhishek and I have tweeted about it. So pause the podcast, read the piece, and come back because we'll be talking about that piece. And I'm not going to be reading the whole piece, but <laughs> I'll be reading excerpts from it and so forth. Uh, what i wanted to sort of uh, so before for our viewers i'll uh, or listeners i'll say 294 vidhan sabha seats in bengal and 148 needed for majority uh, the dominated by left for left front for 34 years and then mamata banerjee since 2011 has pretty much dominated i would actually say since 2009 because 2009 lok sabha was the inflection point when she did that alliance with the congress and then it's pretty much been mamata The the and Mamata was probably hoping to dominate West Bengal till she retired. Decided to retire, but then came 2019 Lok Sabha elections, um, a precursor to which was 2014, where BJP became the number two party in Bengal. But 2019 they got 18 Lok Sabha seats. So, having put that in context, which is close to about 100 Vidhan Sabha seats, if you sort of just juxtapose uh, those values, uh, the vote share that BJP got 100 to 115. Um, uh, I think it was 121. If I'm not wrong, it is 121. Okay, 120. Because the reason I'm I, I'm looking 100 to 115 is because of the narrow margins. But you're right. Yeah, it could be 121. Huh. But care up to now, even after two years after the uh, elections, the demographics. Uh, or maybe not the demographics but certainly the populations the contours have changed and people would do vote differently for state than vidhan sabha elections so having put that into context what is your initial analysis of uh, bengal yeah Bajit? so so for, so one thing i would say is i like to tell this anecdote not no, it's not really an anecdote it's more of a fact observation that will uh, set the tone for how unique the politics of bengal is so let me mm. take you back to two successive elections that happened 2015 and 
in less than 6 months apart november 2015 bihar there is an election assembly election then may 2016 there is an assembly election in bengal you see two neighboring states close by states cousin states almost quite poor backward states both of them but if you notice in the two states we found actually very different results because you see in 2015 what happened in bihar you see bjp had the momentum but janata dal united and rjd they had the arithmetic so they said how are we going to stop bjp so jdu and rjd they sat down and said if we add our vote shares it is more than bjp hmm. so no matter what is the arithmetic what is the how our cadres bear with each other oh, we'll figure out some way and then they came together and you see they won they won in a landslide hmm. now seeing that that is november 2015 and in hmm. only 6 months later there is election in bengal so congress and left they are sitting in bengal and thinking hey we can play the same game if we add up the congress vote share and the left vote share it is more than the trinamool congress vote share did you see what nitish kumar and lalu yadav just did in bihar <laughs> so let us come together and our vote share is more than trinamool congress and we'll teach them a lesson yeah. what happened cpm got 30 seats and the trinamool congress went over 200 seats why because the moment congress allied with the left and the left cadres they went into the gullies and mohallas of bengal asking for votes in the name of congress people were almost beating them with slippers that 30 years you told us that congress is against left and left is against congress and now suddenly and literally the expression was that you have brought uh, the chappals of madam sonia gandhi on your head and you have come after yeah. 30 years you le- leftists have come asking for votes with that so see the similar thing could have happened in bihar but people did not say that but in bengal what it shows this the sharp ideology the role that ideology plays in the election that just because congress and left this joined hands and because they had arithmetic people got people were sick of that alliance they were like this is horrible we cannot tolerate such a compromise it's it's just anathema to us that's why the trinamool congress won in a landslide so here right away you can see this difference between two neighboring states and the role that ideology would play in bengal now actually what is happening in bengal is we are seeing a most fascinating election in the sense that it is very rare that in india's politics such a big state gets transformed on such a scale and within such a short amount of time i think only parallel would be maybe andhra pradesh when you know telugu desam party was formed overnight and you know it swept congress out of power maybe there is another example in assam when the assam gana parishad after the assam accord but you know those are very regional gone. issues Yes yes exactly both are very regional very specific kind of situation i don't really i don't know honestly if that can be compared to bengal but the point is you know here you have a dominant party sitting there and then the bjp has been around for a while right everybody knows the bjp not we begin bengal but everybody is aware of the bjp and then this force comes in and in a matter of 6 years it has come to a point where trinamool congress you know their uh, supposed election expert prashant kishor who i don't think is very much of an expert says that oh i will make sure they won't get more than 100 seats are yaar go back and find out in 2014 in september 2014 there was a bipole in bushirhat dukhin seat in assembly constituency and bjp won that seat that was the first mla bjp got in west bengal in a decade and today your condition is such that you are saying that we will make sure they cannot cross 100 seats so we have already started by conceding 100 seats to the guy who did not have one seat 5 years ago yeah. uh, so so but so but it also tells you how much they expect i mean how your other side sees you 
And what is interesting is, I think BJP in the last election, uh, Bashirat Dakshin was before 2016, but in 2016, they won three MLAs. Right? Yeah, three. But, three. But the interesting part is, even though they had three MLAs, they were in contest only in about nine or ten other seats. So it was yes. widely believed in Bengal that in 15 seats, they and, and the major part was around the border of Bihar, Jharkhand or northern part where there is uh, a sharp Hindu-Muslim divide as well. Because in there are some very communally sensitive seats where where you did have Congress pandering to the uh, pandering to the extremist you know faction on one side, so there was a reverse sort of counter polarizing, and and that is also an interesting thing between Congress and left. That Congress was never powerful in the Bhadralok, Kolkata, no. North and South twenty four Praganas. They were in Maldaha. Uh, 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 I forget Adhirandan Chaudhary's seat, yeah. um, but mm -hmm. you know what I'm Jongipur, talking about. I think. I Aha. think it is Jongipur. Nee, Jongipur is Pradam Mukherjee's old seat. Oh, uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And, yeah, um, my fault. Uh, Adhirandan Chaudhary's seat. Uh, I, I, I keep. I, it's. Behram, yeah, it is in that Behram, region. Behram, that uh, Berampur yeah. or something. I forget. The, yeah, yeah, yeah Berampur. Ah, it's it's the north um, uh, sort of Bengal. Yeah, Malda Murshidabad corridor. Yeah. Ah, Murshidabad. Yeah. So basically, BJP and uh, uh, Congress were in contest there, and so the yeah. Congress was never going to be an add-on factor to the left in in the southern part of Bengal, which is not in the same sort of place. But now we are saying BJP is even making inroads into those areas. So how do you view that? Yeah, so one has to. So, this is one of my favorite topics understanding the Bhadralog. See, if you ask the Bhadralog of Bengal, who are your icons? Okay, uh, the first icon they will name is Winston Churchill, the second icon <laughs> they will name is Dr. Bidhan Chandra Rai. Okay, third icon they will name is Jyoti Vashu, fourth icon they will name is Mahatma Banerjee. Now, that's okay. Anybody can have any icons. I have had friends who used to idolize Inzawamul Haq. That is okay. But <laughs> the coincidence is that, the coincidence is that this, is, this is also the list of the people who have ruled over Bengal. First ah. the British, huh, <clears throat> then the Congress, then the CPIM, and now Mahmoud Avanath. So very soon you will see that, uh, you know, Modi will rise in the ranks as another of the Bhadralok icons. But what is happening with respect to the Bhadralok is that they are feeling that, uh, you know, see, this is a group of flatterers around Calcutta. Okay, and they need the patronage to stay in power. Yeah. So anybody who comes to power rule in Calcutta, they generally give these people a bargain and they sort of offer that, you know, you, you sing my praises and I will treat you nicely. Mm -hmm. The problem that the Bhadralok is having with the BJP is that BJP has so far not made them any offer. And that is why they are uh, so nervous at the moment. So the now everybody uses the word Bhadralok. Everybody is aware of it. But there is actually a counterpart of this word in Bengali, which is literally called Chotolok, which, just, which literally means the small people. There are the Bhadralok who are the who are the gentle people or the big people. And then there is the Chotolok. And who is the Chotolok? Chotolok is basically anybody who, anybody who does not, uh, who is not within a few certain kilometers of Calcutta. And then anything it is, it is labeled as Chotolok culture. If, if, you know, if your song is uh, maybe a little provocative, if there is some nice lyrics, somebody is dancing, enjoying, that is also Chotolok. Everything is Chotolok culture. So your classic so, uh, elite versus Ronnie. Yeah, it is, it is class-based elitism. It is complete class-based elitism. Mm -hmm. So what the BJP strategy this time is actually very uh, is is actually very different in the sense that and although it, in some ways it is a continuation of uh, what they have followed in many other states is, is that uh, you know you get the non-dominant groups together mm -hmm. and you mount a challenge against the dominant group 
right this is what they have done in haryana this is what they have done in uttar pradesh they have done this in many many states right but in bengal you don't have that kind of caste divide so that is not possible but what you have is this bhadralok versus chhotalok divide there is this disempowered larger group so what the bjp did was you know they went to the tribal regions of bengal they went to north bengals and what they have done is they have turned these areas into bastions the regions neighboring uh, you know neighboring bihar neighboring jharkhand the parts in northern bengal these places they have turned into their bastions when amit shah visited bengal he started his tour not by fly, not by going to calcutta he started his tour somewhere in the tribal regions of purulia and midnapur so these people they have always been regarded as uh, you know even though technically you are bengal you are not part of the part of the dominant group and what bjp has done is united this group and now bjp is poised to sweep this region the chattering that you hear about bjp in, in difficult tricky position that problem is all around this south 24 pargana and kolkata region because that is the area where bjp is the weakest and even if you see the lok sabha election in the last phase in the bengal election i think they won only one seat or maybe not even that so the, so it is in yeah no 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 so but i think that is also almost a symptomatic of many states right so if you if you see other states right you you will always find in urban centers generally urban centers are the last bastions to fall they generally yeah. tend to go either regional issues or national issues so when i say regional issues on you know on language basis maybe sometimes like the the language politics like the shop, the bengali politics might you know because mamata has been trying doing this you know portraying bjp as this hindu hindi hindu party and you know herself as the party for all bengali sort of thing so yeah. that might play in a few city pockets and stuff because they it might not be affected by governance as much as in those in the tribal areas right and i think that is probably what is uh, sort of th- that catapulted mamata the way it did but what is interesting i find is um that that bjp also was not as powerful in bengal and uh, sorry in, in bihar and jharkhand as it is today right in bihar now bjp is the number one political party 10 years ago bjp was a nitish kumar's i mean it was there it was a second political party but it it needed the alliance with nitish kumar and had to play the second fiddle to it it couldn't bargain as as well it is does now so i think there is almost a spillover effect as well would you agree to neighboring districts of bengal well so i don't know if there is exactly a spillover because generally speaking what what one will see in indian politics is that state lines are like you know they are like uh, you know written in stone i mean you know you have karnataka which used to be bjp's uh, beachhead in the south for such a long time and it did not impact any other region now uh-huh. telangana is coming into the that is actually for me the other the biggest untold story of 2019 everybody noticed bengal but very few people noticed telangana when bjp took four seats i could not believe my eyes i mean how is yeah. bjp beating four seats in telangana so uh, so, so, so so before you have one pause guys uh, please yeah. go back to the history of my we interviewed arvind dharmapuri who was the architect mm-hmm. of one of the biggest child killers mm-hmm. in telangana guys please mm-hmm. check out that uh, i am doing a very shameless plug but i think it needs the story is so insane like bjp mm. was nowhere it had no one mla in telangana and from one mla you go to four mps it is the most and <laughs> one of the seats happens to be the chief minister's daughter yes that is the unbe- oh, sorry yes, i didn't mean to interrupt no 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 no, 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 no yeah so there's so much see our politics is so entertaining you can't uh, you know even stop anywhere everything leads to everything else so <laughs> 
now but one thing i would actually disagree with you when you say that bjp was the number two party in bihar see uh, that is actually not true if you go back to the year 2000 bjp i think had 67 seats in bihar assembly and nitish kumar had only 35 seats in the assembly and that is where you know this uh, at that time uh, i mean you know one should not say like this but at that time maybe that that was what they needed but vajpayee's government made certain compromises for which bjp is still paying the price in bihar i mean at that time pushing nitish kumar as uh, you know chief minister face when there was like in the year 2000 what 10 days nitish kumar was the chief minister yeah. now it was like 10 days but those 10 days have kept bjp out of power in bihar for 15 years so that is how big the impact of one small decision can be in some sense you know it is perhaps after reaching 182 seats i mean that is of course is a massive thing no other group has ever been able to come up with this big of a alternate political formation but i think at some point atal ji and advani ji maybe age played a role they began to doubt their own acceptability as a nationwide thing so you know they maybe they started pushing regional faces like nitish kumar i remember advani ji himself had said that in a country like india an ideological party is always limited i remember these exact words that he said so at some point they yes they felt that there was some limitation they pushed nitish kumar until today bjp is in number 2 why is it number that. even in even in chandra even in uh, andhra chandrababu naidu And, so in, in 1998 even yes, yes, four yes, lok yes, sabha seats yes, were with 20% yes i am about to say, absolutely yeah andhra is another tragedy i mean tragedy. yeah and i was looking at vizag vizag i think yeah. because today ysrp uh, ysrcp swept mm. the andhra mm. local polls yes, and yes. i was like vizag bjp won last time in 2014 yeah. 2019 they only got 35000 votes in spite of having purandeshwari who is actually a very good face that they got mm. from the congress and could be probably in the cabinet but you know somehow the contours of andhra have been so difficult after they gave up the space to chandrababu naidu and had yes. the wrong people in mm. negotiating table what is interesting is and and we'll jump back on bengal guys because uh, yes. now now we are behaving like uh, uh, shikhar gupta on print videos where we go into historical context and combat yeah. i'm kidding i i actually quite like when shikhar does that on political ha, actually, uh, yeah. political videos because incidentally a, i actually ran into shikhar gupta once in bangalore and i told him that i don't like you uh, your uh, ideology as a person but i love your uh, cut the clutter but anyway uh, hey, but uske unki <laughs> ideology bhi very interesting hai on economics and national security is very right of center and uh, uh, and then he, but but then problem is he likes to play with his, play around his friends who might be on the other side of the political line so that's my my issue but anyways we will we'll take the we will we, yeah. we we both just had a shaker moment where we in, in mm. where we had a meeting with yeah. the person that we invoked <laughs> but um, in any case coming back to uh, the national election i think the most critical part is bjp in 1998 got 58 seats in up and it dropped to 29 seats in 1999 because of the fight between kalyan singh and atal ji uh, because there was there was a tension and he was replaced with yeah. you know ram prakash gupta after mm. my point is even though they lost almost 30 29 seats in up they still got 182 across india so that yeah. means they picked up seats everywhere and had they actually held on to at least 10 of those up seats and a few others where they lost in maharashtra also there were you know losses and stuff you were looking at bjp getting 200 210 easily even in 99 so i think there was a miscalculation also i think what we forget is the age had caught up with um, mm. atal ji and uh, uh, lk rani because he, even advani if you ask him i don't think he was looking at himself for becoming in, for prime minister for more than one term 
even when you are maybe two terms at most so i think the difference is also the the zeal with which campaigning and let's not forget narendra modi is a phenomenal campaigner akin yes. to what vajpayee was in his younger days but and 2000, 2000 he was almost 75 and you know the pauses had increased mm-hmm. so he couldn't campaign with the same vigor that he did so i think that play did play a role that they wanted the state leaders to do the heavy lifting and that all never goes well but back coming back to bengal yeah um, bjp i think maximum one two Uh, Lok Sabha seats in yes. since 1952, right? And yes. Bengal has always been a special state for the BJP because, of course, Shyam Prasad Mukherjee is from Bengal, and you know, so wo, there is a uh, emotional sort of connect to that as well. So, from two Lok Sabha seats to 18, and now to almost 100 MLAs, right? Yes. How yes. do you think? Should approach this now. Do you think they they will approach this with a one leader, or do you think they'll paratroop a lot of celebrity candidates? What do you think is the best way to navigate around Bengal? Now in Bengal, I think, uh, and maybe you know, maybe you can accuse me also of being sort of cut off from the ground, which would be a completely valid accusation. But uh, I feel that in Bengal, uh, ideology really matters. so you know th- and to be fair mamata banerji has changed the political culture of bengal a lot i mean in fact her style of ruling the state has been rather different from the cpim i mean you know having all these celebrity candidates giving tickets to half of uh, you know so re- so i think last year you know, last year was pandemic year but the year before that there was a fight between there was some kind of quarrel okay between uh, the t- tv artists who appear in serials and those who write the serials or something like that Okay, now you might think, okay, why, why am I? Why is this? Isn't this a political podcast? And what? Why are we talking about this? No, because the whole of this showbiz in Kolkata is completely a branch of TMC. So Mamata Banerjee had to resolve that quarrel. So you can imagine how deeply the showbiz and the and the politics in the state have become linked. This so, is such a Bengali problem to have. That TV election, ke liye bhi you have the chief minister of the state intervening. No, no. When the and so what happened was that the serial stopped airing on television. Okay, Goodness. and that was like an emergency. I mean, that was bigger <laughs> than coronavirus. I mean, Bengal was on was on the edge that you know unless the chief minister does something and brings yeah. our serials back on air. so uh, then you know the, the state is going to go nuts and it is actually amazing to see the transformation of bengal because i remember a time when i was a child and uh, we would hear that you know cable tv has been sent by americans to make our children stop studying uh, this used to be uh, the most common belief on the streets and now all over bengal everybody loves cable tv everybody loves their serials so, so it is amazing to even think So when this happened, and uh, please, guys, do not roast me for what I'm about to do in the next five seconds. The entire state of Bengal went ki halo, right? Because uh, is it ki halo or ki holo? How do you say what happened in Bangla? Ki holo, ki holo, ki holo, ki holo. See, I, I always get confused between h a h a the halo or holo because the uh, a is pronounced so very differently in Bangla as, as it's yeah. written. Ki holo. So so the the the, the, the 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 problem here at the crux of the matter is that politics is in every single uh, aspect of bengal from you have from entertainment industry from that mm. uh, so when you have to ent- uh, when you have to challenge an entrenched party it's always a problem because trinamool congress has been around for 10 years so it has entrenched itself and the decline of the left is so rapid because yeah. you just All the people who used to call the shots in 2006—you had um, Buddha Dev Bhattacharya, Biman Bose, 
Gurudas Das Gupta, Somnath Chatterjee to some extent, right? In in the in the Politburo, Prakash Karat, all of them have completely gone. And I mean, Sitaram Yachuri to hai, but he was he was always the uh, representative of Congress uh, in in CPIM. The joke in yeah. around Indian political circle was that Yachuri is the part, part uh, faction leading the faction called Congress M, which is Congress Marxist. <laughs> Well, you know, to be honest, I mean, the Congress and the CPM, they have been, uh, you know, playing footsie for a for a long time. Uh, it is only in some parts like Bengal and Kerala, it was not obvious. Later, it became overground alliance, underground alliance became an overground alliance. But, uh, you know, so coming down to the exact brass tacks of the of this particular election, you see what what is really happening. One thing, Mamta, so after 2014, Mamata Banerjee decided she picked the BJP as her opponent. She did not need to. But she decided to pick the BJP. There are two reasons for this. First is that, you know, she, as usual, she is all thunder and lightning and she wants to take on, okay, who is the biggest leader in the country? If I fight this discredited left, what will people think of me? So I'll go fight the big guy, Narendra Modi. That is part of it. But the other part was that Mamta Banerjee wanted to take away the Congress Muslim vote pockets, which are around Malda and Murshidabad regions. Those were, that is where Bengal Congress actually got four seats in 2014. And that was like almost one-tenth of the Congress entire tally <laughs> came from those four seats. Why? Because those were Muslim majority seats. So Mamta Banerjee's calculation was that if I uh, go up against Narendra Modi, if I position myself as a big challenger, those people will come to me. And to be fair, that calculation worked. In fact, in 2011, she had gone in partnership with Congress into the election. She wanted to drop the Congress as a partner. And so she decided to, you know, go up against Narendra Modi, then the Muslim vote will come to her. This was her calculation. And to be fair, it worked in the 2016 election. But what she did not anticipate was that if she picks BJP as her big rival, that BJP will be able to cash in so quickly and so rapidly on that anger of Mamata Banerjee. This thing, this is where Mamata Banerjee's political understanding clearly failed. So, for instance, I remember, so right after the 2014 election, Amit Shah arrives in Kolkata and Mamata Banerjee asks the question, who is this Amit Shah? And Amit Shah says uh, that I am the person who will uproot you from Bengal. So, so you know, it brought this cheer into everybody who was against Mamta. That, you know, now that the left, they know the left is over. They know the Congress is over. That, you know, some guy has come and that guy has got the fire in his belly and he is here to challenge Mamta Banerjee. Mm -hmm. so, so that is from... Yeah. I think when she miscalculated was, I think that she tried to make this into a Bengali versus Gujarati issue. Yeah. Not understanding that it actually worked in the favor of Narendra Modi because he I do, he is a regional leader first and prime minister later. So he actually knows how to. The problem is when you have folks and even in BJP, when you had national leaders who, have, who were not chief minister, that's when they had problems negotiating with the chief minister. Yeah. That is why you had a Kalyan Singh, Uma Bharti getting into troubles. Why do you not see a lot of chief ministers uh, uh, having the same issue with Narendra Modi? You know, not just because he's a popular leader. Atalji after Kargil was very popular. But I think when yeah. you are a chief minister, you almost know what the chief ministers want and you give it to them or you work around them. And I think that is where Mamta miscalculated that uh, Narendra Modi and Amit have become national leaders. So they will st stop thinking where nitty-gritty And both of them are that political. Oh. Yes. 
because you know the way modi would because i think modi came in and one of his he had uh, many decisions that you know he did not want to make vajpayee's mistakes i mean i'm not not blaming vajpayee ji but the point is that there were definitely many miscalculations because of which the nda lost power the first miscalculation the most fundamental miscalculation that i would say which is the biggest difference between modi 1 and atal ji's government is that modi understood the importance of states and that as you may be is because he was a chief minister so if you see the term of atal ji in power the bjp was constantly losing power in states why was that happening because the re- the fundamental reason that happened was because when the bjp came to power all of the bjp's firepower became concentrated in the ministry and the party itself went into decline it, it is not again to point fingers but you know you had party presidents like jana krishnamurthy kushabhau uh, thakre venkaiya naidu who were not exactly mass leaders in their own right i mean they had honest intentions but not much more than that and even uh, one other person but uh, so but if you see modi's first decision his very first decision on winning the election was amit bhai will become the party president so you know he gave this profile you know i need an empowered i need a prodigy leading my party because he understood we bjp has to win in many other states because yeah. the small bucket my policy will not work and he focused yeah. on expanding the party in every corner back uh, back about 8 9 years ago when uh, uh, when arun shauri wasn't sounding as as crazy as yashwant sinha on political <laughs> he had this wonderful line quote that he quoted jenny zel singh jenny zel singh ki do tarah de leader hunde hai ek te state leader dusre stateless leaders <laughs> so so you had that is the reality of india you have state leaders and you have stateless leaders okay. yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah but so modi was able to ground this very very well And and, uh, and, and, yeah. and 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 because we are doing an election uh, sort of analysis, there is no uh, uh, no analysis that we can do without uh, show, giving you the numbers. So I just want to kind of show you guys what the situation in 2019 was and what we are looking at for 2021. What Abhishek and I were you know talking about. So uh, uh, guys and people who are on uh, people who are on SoundCloud, you'll have to go to our YouTube page to sort of view this because this is this is what it is. So if if you guys look at it, this is the South region that Abhishek was talking yeah. about. This is all Trinamool's stronghold, and these are the border regions. of bihar yeah. and jharkhand where bjp has done well and then again this is the north region where actually congress there is a sort of a polarization between that and you can see congress has won these two seats right here so that is the sort of the uh, uh, thing so how would you interpret this into state elections uh, um, abhishek do you see bjp yeah. actually seeing all this as well areas yeah so you see so you see there, there is a very like i said that you know the tribal regions those regions which are near bihar and jharkhand those regions bjp has swept then there is north bengal which is also what bjp has swept so that is the part above farakka barrage now oh. where is the bjp's problem the bjp's problem is in two areas one one of that area of that malda murshidabad region which is a which is a peaceful majority region and then there is the region around kolkata which is the yeah. main problem for the bjp because yeah. the other region the bjp really doesn't have a chance i mean once the demographics goes out of uh, you know whack it is just impossible and, now and if you look that, at the seats there is a cluster yeah. of lok sabha and vidhan sabha seats yeah. in the kolkata region 
Yes, and of course, it is the most populous part of, of course, the state. Yeah. So obviously, it has the maximum number of seats in there. So that is the region which BJP has to crack because they already have the. So so their strategy will be to you know sweep first of all what the regions that they have already done in the Lok Sabha, and then make these dents into these uh, you know this South Twenty Four Parganas regions, the North Twenty Four Parganas, and uh, what I would say is that the panic in the Trinamool Congress shows. So one of the things that I would read is. so far maybe maybe mamta banerji is a completely different person but so far i have not been able to see in her any of the signs that a winning party shows in an election so so you see all these people uh, you know you see if you notice the flow of these politicians all these people they are leaving their parties and they are joining the joining bjp now generally speaking and you know you had so many sitting ministers resign and join the join the bjp now if you know any politician you know politicians fight really hard for power and if somebody is a sitting cabinet minister somewhere i have never seen a sitting cabinet minister join the other side and then lose the only time they will go, go to the other side is when they are absolutely certain because to join the other side they have to give up few days in power right so even yeah. if they are giving up yeah few no no not just few days in power even the cadre yeah they, so they have to lose something and politicians don't want to lose their chair even for a day so if they are going that means they are 100% certain that the net return is positive that you know if i give up 6 months in this chair then i will get 5 years in the in the next chair that is the only circumstance in which they will do then there is one candidate who actually got the ticket from pmc her name is sarla murmu i think and she's also in the tribal region so that tells you the tribal uh, situation in the tribal area she got the tmc ticket and then she went and joined the bjp bjp uh, no, this is almost uh, unprecedented unprecedented and i actually wanted to show you guys something so you look at these areas the northern part right the balurghat jalpaiguri darjeeling and where the alugurdars where uh, gorkha janmukti morcha's alliance also may have had the bjp but look at these margins right you have very significant margins except for balurghat i mean all of them are more than 50000 votes but then you come to uh, then you come to these uh, these areas uh, in, in the stronghold of trinamool congress and you see the margins in you know diamond harbor jadavpur trinamool has run up the score here right i mean they yes. are winning by average but but when people say that celebrity candidates do not matter i want to guys show you this hugli smack bang in the uh, middle of the cluster you had locket chatterjee popular tv star actually winning the seat by 73000 votes and mm -hmm. you have another seat which is damdam which is uh, tapan sikdar when he was the uh, member of parliament he won damdam i believe so there too i think there is a chance that bjp has uh, 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 of of winning so it, it's actually quite interesting that you are not seeing a close cornered fight in every single seat you are actually seeing some like purulia like we are talking about two lakh votes bankura uh, where munmun sen was the uh, mp but then she was shifted to asansol babul supriyo again been in by two lakh votes he is actually going to um, uh, fight the uh, mla sort of things so um, and if you look at the vote share right and and this is symptomatic of how badly it's happened that mamata got 43 and a half 43.7% bjp got 40.6% and together congress and uh, uh, cpim couldn't even cross 12% yeah That's so pathetic. yeah so what what i want to mention here is what mamata banerjee has done since since 2019 so she realized that you know she has got this pro minority image and that is genuinely beginning to hurt her she realized that so now what has happened is this very exciting organization that everybody in bengal is talking about the indian secular front 
So something very very interesting happened over there. So, you know this Abba Siddiqui person, he has now joined uh, the side of the Congress and the left. Now what happened here is Mamata Banerjee understood that the minority image is hurting her. She has to do some Amar Akbar Antony kind of thing. So what she has done is she has now and this guy Abba Siddiqui, you know, he is an old Trinamool Congress loyalist. So what is he doing in the Congress and the left, and he's you know giving all these highly polarizing things? Now obviously I cannot prove this, but what I believe has happened is that Mamata Banerjee has shifted her toxic ally to Congress and left. Why? Because she understands. Well, what is her objective? She does not want to alienate the Hindus further because she knows the Hindus have become angry from her constant uh, minority appeasement. So she has taken her toxic ally and sent him over to Congress and left. Now you might say, well, so but she will. She is going to lose her votes. No, she will not lose her votes because the the peaceful vote that will come strategically and one hundred percent for TMC. She knows that. What she needs to do is she needs to assure the. Secular Hindus, quote unquote, is that she is not Abbas Siddiqui. That is why she has moved her toxic ally to the other side. And here I want to point out this factor, which very few people have talked about. You know, the last hour before the model code of conduct, that's when the governments they rush to do their most important business. No, the last one hour. In that last one hour, also Mamata Banerjee sanctioned 2.6 crore funding for Purpura Sharif, which is run by Abbas Siddiqui. And this is not just 2.6 crore. In the last financial year, she has given 20 crores from the official exchequer yeah. for the development of that one Purpura Sharif. So you can imagine uh, that. Uh, so if somebody, I mean, I would really know, hope that everybody in Bengal knows that if uh, if Abbas Siddiqui really has fallen out with Mamata Banerjee, it is very hard to imagine that Mamata Banerjee is so tolerant of dissent that she has decided to give twenty crores to her. Anyway. <laughs> uh, this is, I mean, you know, who are they fooling basically? Yeah, but absolutely. the point. So, but who are they fooling? They are fooling the people who, you know. Are pretty woke and want to be seen as secular or whatever. So and now these Congress and left people, they are completely desperate. So they don't know their uh, you know behinds from their elbows. So mm-hmm. they heard this guy Abbas Siddiqui is coming. They immediately put red carpet, pun intended, and said, "Come, come, come, join us because you know anybody joining us that will give us here." So previously the CPM people they were getting maybe one percent Hindu vote. Now that one percent also they have lost because of Abbas Siddiqui. Now anybody who has voted for say CPIM in 2019, that person is probably not going to give vote to BJP. So more the energy is open. That vote will come to her. Her, yeah, and what is interesting is, and that is like you are scraping the bottom of the barrel, right? You are trying yes. to add zero and hope that it it actually is zero point five instead of zero. But I mean, you are a mathematician, you know, <laughs> you know, it all matters where you add put the zero. If you add it before a number, it means nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, but I was wanting to just briefly talk about this map of states, map of the state, right? So this yeah. is one phase. You you are having eight phases in Bengal, and you you are having this uh, the BJP cluster that goes um, that actually, um, and I call it the BJP cluster that's actually going to polls quite soon. It it's going yes. to polls in two weeks almost. Yes. So you, I mean, if if you look at here, it's first April and twenty seventh March. So you can just assume. So all this entire cluster. And this region goes to poll in two weeks, and the battle is over. Then the battle shifts to the strongholds. So I personally think that the whole thing that is happening about Nandi Gram and trying to actually force the debate from core issues, local issues, to like a pan-state presence is Mamata's way of admitting that she can't cannot win on local issues in these seats. So that is why she is sort of going to. Um, 
thing would you agree with that assessment i would say that a lot of uh, decisions made by mamta banerjee you know we try to find some reason behind it but sometimes there is no reason this is a very egoistic person she saw that one guy has revolted against her now she has put her entire machine into fighting that one guy i will teach that guy a lesson even if it cost me the whole state uh, so uh, you know this kind of rather irrational mercurial kind of reasoning that she does but uh, the, but the story of the election is very nice at least for bjp it's very favorable because you know they get through their uh, they get through their strong holds first now of course there is a bit of problem because uh, you know this uh, whole leg uh, incident this accident injury thing happened so yes this is a small jolt i mean even if people don't uh, buy into the idea which they are definitely not buying that this was some deliberate attack but still you have lost 3 4 days because now every single day is important no so for 3 or 4 days mamta banerjee was on television and you have to give her that you know that yeah. was a setback that is so, what i'm saying she she knows how to play and, and and before we expand into this i just wanted to kind of show you and i'll stop uh, the skin sharing is basically jgm uh, actually has endorsed trinamool congress so darjeeling areas bjp actually might see some losses because you know the gorkhaland janmukti morcha so there are 291 and 3 and um, and basically then you have the zero alliance which is the samyukta morcha which is all you know <laughs> 10 seats 5 seats 15 seats here and there which means nothing but what is interesting is right here the the, the people that uh, uh, they have uh, so go, you have the gorkhaland janmukti morcha but then you have two other factions the gorkhaland yes, exactly 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 so those people don't matter so much because bjp has gone behind their backs and got another people or group on their side it is exactly what bjp has done in assam you know they have dumped the bpf the borderland people fund and they have taken this uppl which is uh, like this smaller faction which they have brought into prominence which actually won the borderland territorial uh, council election so those things i don't think are going to make a difference that bjp has pre calculated what the plus minus only then they have let gjm go and then so, you have uh, uh, aimim so basically um okay so basically uh, you have the aimim which is oic's party where they are uh, they are uh, assuming the assumption is that it will actually cut into uh, the sort of the you know the Mus- the muslim vote bank that they were congress and mamata both were hoping that they would get in a few seats but i don't know if aimim is going to be as much of a factor in bengal as it is in mm-hmm. up or because there yeah. is a language issue also right uh, but no but uh, i from with respect to aimim i will say it is a complete non starter i think in in bihar election of 2015 bjp has learned what aimim is because you know this because during that time the, i think uh, some of these smaller parties they went to contest elections in bihar and bjp was hoping they will cut some of the peaceful vote but uh, i think the lesson has been learned by bjp right then that it is no, whether mim contests in bengal or doesn't contest in bengal or wins 10 seats or 100 seats in bengal it is not possible to cut the peaceful vote because you know one lesson i would like to point out from bihar and again i'll point to bihar in 2020 just concluded election mm-hmm. is that mim won 5 seats mm-hmm. now considering how close the bihar election was it was decided on less than half a percent of the vote right so you would say that okay maybe bjp won because mim cut some of the votes but that did not happen there is not a single seat in the whole of bihar where mim has made up the difference between jdu between nda votes and rjd votes so and the most interesting part is mim has won its seats in bihar by the largest margins and they have lost their seats wherever they have lost by the 
widest margins both while winning they are the widest while losing they are the widest so you know the peaceful community it is not possible to divide their votes they vote as one particular group and you know one thing that i wanted to remark was that in bihar again you see the reason nda won India won in Bihar because the women voted for the NDA, right? In the third phase, there was an 11% gap between female turnout and male turnout, and that is what swung the election for NDA. Now, if you think about it, so what does it mean? It means that uh, you know, in the in one community, the whole group, the whole group knew exactly who was winning, and so they voted for MIM where they were winning, and nobody voted for MIM where they were losing. And in the other group. people are so clueless that the women and the men in the same household don't know who the other person is voting for uh, so there is a so there is a distinction uh, let us be clear there is some uh, difference and very interesting is ndtv they always do this analysis where because uh, earlier they presumed that more women vote against bjp and more men vote for bjp right but since the last yeah. 20 years because a lot of thing is has happened on development they they are seeing that women are yes. voting for bjp they stop doing that analysis otherwise yes. they would be like uh, are ha women don't tell the men whom they are voting yeah. for is that but yeah. then uh, Uncle Ji Sena, I I always call NDTV Uncle Ji Sena because you have Pranab Roy and Dorai so Dorab Sopariwala, all of whom have descended on election analysis studios since 1980s and have never left. And you know, slowly they are all getting sadder by the day. My favorite part about 2019 elections was Enram because he was so sad about Bengal that he had to seek refuge in the election results of Tamil Nadu. <laughs> Is, is, oh, sorry, even, in, say, even in Gujarat, you know, Modi's secret of success in Gujarat is actually women. Yeah, it is. Modi, it is. They say that after three PM, BJP starts winning in Gujarat because that's when the women complete work in the house, and then they will come out and they will vote fully for BJP. Why? Because they know that after Modi came, the curfews culture, the riot culture, everything ended in Gujarat. There was one big riot, but that ended all the riots. So. <laughs> Things two things always propel Narendra Modi, uh, Narendra Modi in BJP in Gujarat. One is the urban vote because you have the cluster of Ahmedabad, Surat, yes. Rajkot, and Kolar. Nobody can touch. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and and these these idiots don't understand that you cannot mm. win Gujarat by going to the left of Congress. I mean, yes. when, <laughs> when you do that, it's it's essentially a right of center state, so even yes. social. And economically, so you cannot come and give these woke uh, uh, sort of things and uh, win. And then the th- second part is the women, where you had uh, electricity, uh, water, and gas, where the three things they benefited the most. And even though you had the men who were like you know those uh, bahubalis, I, so in Gujaratis, Gujarat we have a different term for that. But essentially, the the bhai or the uh, of the areas or where they would have like fiefdoms, where all the men would vote for say a Congress candidate if he promised something in the tobacco area or in some parts of Saurashtra, the women actually broke away and uh, voted uh, for that. And and the interesting part is that although the difference between bjp and congress was 10 12% in the elections mm-hmm. uh, those 10 12% came because they ran up the margins in urban centers in urban and, uh, so in saurashtra and all the uh, margins were closed in last election if mm-hmm. you saw that difference that was, was seven seats so mm-hmm. i i i actually kept saying since 
to one year in advance that bjp is going to be between 95 and 105 and i was called so many names and ultimately they ended up with being 99 and i'm like boss you have to travel to saurashtra and see the problems and hamesha ye hota hai when you have such a strong leader that just dominated the state politics for 15 years and then modi goes to the center there is going to be a little bit of a turf war between local leaders but now i think bjp is back to its 120 mm. yes leader, yes uh, next yes. it is actually stunning that congress could not run with the opportunity they got in 2017 they lost it they like oh okay har gaya okay let's give up then and go back are you just stood there you should have fought more you would have won this time but this time it's it's gone even worse and that hardik patel figure is completely discredited he's the most laughable figure even more laughable than rakesh tiket uh, he has become this uh, when, I, when i talked to the left in india uh, in the newsrooms propping up that uh, of jignesh bivani and uh you know hardik patel i'm like bhai you have to really like i mean you just have to spend 5 days in gujarat and to understand what people think about it you know have you seen that very viral video where people actually questioned hardik patel uh, uh in a park he went for a walk or something no. when it was but the, before 2019 or something that was actually that happened to be in ahmedabad if i'm not mistaken very close to my constituency and here is how they vote so in ellis bridge which is my constituency which is a bjp yeah. yeah. uh congress i think got 25000 votes in 70s or something and that had gone up to 30000 30 years later so i think even when the population increased their vote share was the same people voted <laughs> it was not like a dramatic increase in population so unless till they actually change their strategy which is the problem in bengal also in bengal also you have the same old congress faces and the left faces coming there has not been a single young leader from the congress or the yeah. left i i mean i have not heard anyone uh, after suryakant mishra who is the leader who is the new leader from the congress or left who is going to fight interestingly i would tell you this time the left actually has been experimenting with a number of young faces believe it or not So I don't think, but 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 you know now by now things have gone too far out of their control. Now the reason the reason the tickets have gone to young people is because the old people don't want to fight elections anymore. They are too tired for it. Yeah. I think that is why the young people have got tickets. But yes, it is true that at the moment young people have got tickets. But there is one very hilarious incident that I have to yeah. mention here. I forget the name of the portal. It is one of the top two or three liberal portals, and they actually published a scoop on the CPI. what they had done is they have intercepted cpim's party and it sounds great party document number so and so okay internal communication and what is the internal communication saying and they put it all over their website that you know we have intercepted this this big scoop we have got and the scoop of the cpim is that internal document of cpim is saying party is losing youth vote <laughs> so So, if this is the so this is the kind of secret document of the internal party, you think, you think. I mean, yeah. this this was the leak. I mean, you know, after Watergate, this was the biggest. You know, there is a comedian called Raju Srivastava, and he had a joke yeah. about Manmohan Singh. Manmohan Singh ne khade ho ke parliament mein kaha, Daud Ibrahim chode nahi jayenge. Maine bola pehle pakro to sahi. फिर छोड़ दो तो दिस इज लाइक दैट यू सीपीएम लूजिंग यूथ वोट यू लूज समथिंग दैट यू हैड बिफोर यू हैड यूथ वोट सिंस दैट नो दे डोंट या दे डोंट हैव इफ यू हैव टू से दैट 
if you say that you don't have the uh, youth vote in 10 years that means the youth who has grown up is not voting for you yes. and the current yes. youth is also not voting for you yeah it's a, so it is it is absolutely laughable and honestly it gives me a lot of pleasure so almost sadistic pleasure to see the condition of the so i will say that to see the condition of the communists in bengal it almost gives me this sadistic satisfaction you know when I, because when i was a very small child i was in bengal okay i was in durgapur which was like a big uh, cpm stronghold i remember asking one day i was uh, you know coming back in the morning from the as i was a kid and i uh, saw these people with these banners and all and i asked uh, this uncle ji that what is happening he said there is an election i said what is an election he said ele- it is when cpm wins <laughs> so this is the so this was the condition of the state before we learned to do a a kokha we learned from the wall h in a voting means vote on this symbol because that was and we all knew that you know there is that uh, this uh, hammer sickle star symbol that is on every single wall so it gives me a lot of sadistic pleasure to see the condition of the cpi yeah, I, mean, every, i mean all of us uh, are guilty of a little bit of schadenfreude in 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 you know when we when it comes to cpm in bengal because yeah, yeah. we have literally screwed the state Yes. because bengal was a leader in manufacturing yes. industrial growth and so forth and for and and, and let's not forget cpim actually came to power in bengal as an alternative to the congress yes. because uh, uh, in siddharth shankar ray who led i yes. mean so I, this is this is what pissed me off about few days ago i saw comrade kaushik basu the one time <laughs> chief economics advisor of india mm-hmm. and why i see comrade kaushik basu go to my timeline or his timeline mm-hmm. and he will provide the justification himself yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was talking about freedom of expression and democracy because abhi kafi log hai duniya mein jinko india democracy nahi hai aisa lagta hai he is one of them sitting in cornell yeah. he thought that uh, maybe yeah. mina harris was right all along so yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he said and i'm like boss you were the chief economic advisor to congress you don't see any problem with the reign of siddharth shankar ray with the reign of jyoti basu with budhadev bhattacharya with mamta banerji and now bjp is not even in power in bengal aapko ab freedom of expression ha, khatam ho in fact i will make two points about this first is this recent uh, you know this institute i had never heard of this bdem institute you know you want to become famous you form an institute and declare india has become a nazi state you will become world famous uh-huh. uh, so there is some bdem institute in sweden which has just said that you know india is not a democracy and this that you must have seen this report uh-huh. so according uh, absolutely and I, yeah, I, and now I according to if i don't sadanand dumey reminds of the, all this non yeah, yeah. so, so, so the point that i want to make was this that uh, you know if you read their reports swarajya has done this very deep dive into their report they say that india's democracy was at its peak in 97 98 now what reminds me is first of all in 97 98 india was at one of its weakest points and second is that in 1997 98 jyoti basu's government admitted on the floor of the assembly that 28000 political murders have taken place in bengal so that is the peak of our democracy when 28000 political murders happen but today water cannon has been used on protesters so that is human rights violation you know now democracy is gone so that is one point i want to make the other point that i want to make to koshik basu comrade basu sitting in uh, oh not jyoti basu comrade koshik basu comrade jyoti basu same thing sitting in cornell is that he should really look at the condition of i don't know if he is american citizen or not but he should look at the condition of the state where he is living because the level of jungle raj that is happening in new york he should take a look at it you know in the last one year murder in new york is up 45% shooting is up 97% burglary is up 66% car theft is up 50% 
so this is the level of jungle raj his governor in new york is accused of inviting a woman to his to his house to his official residence and then molesting her by putting his hand inside her blouse so this is the level of jungle raj in new york so before he says something before he says something he should really look at the state he is in problem is not even that the problem is that and, and that's exactly what i say that i you know I, because i i when i record this from houston and uh, you know vote in india or something i i actually tell i make that distinction that yahan ki analysis aur wahan ki analysis hum dono karte hain but when i see people with uh, basu and all they actually do india's analysis from american perspective and i was like what what i mean if you want to get the difference between someone who is say not looking at india from the ground up is would be that they they read these american newspapers and think when i say basu's timeline is pandering to the same american newspapers or yeah. if yeah. you actually if you if you have spent time in the, in india like me or like many others in india you would actually want to tell about the right perspective and talk with facts right you don't just come up with things because uh, it appeases to the aoc yeah. voter in new york or the yeah. harris uh, supporter in california but that is what i see people doing and yeah. and when you have these think tankers in new york and dc what what is happening is and i actually did a thread on this that the think tankers what they are doing is they are peddling this democracy under um, thread and uh, narrative and basically uh, trying to sort of pander to a base in america and outside of america which is not the most uh, cordial about india uh, or about yeah. india's story uh, and unfortunately years after years when you have the external affairs ministry have pandered to these think tanks in the hope that they give india's perspective to the other exactly and, and i i have not seen that change in the last 10 years also so i think it is high time that we look beyond it and i'm glad as jay shankar yesterday gave a resounding statement to the india today conclave saying you know uh, sort of bashing all these think tankers and all and uh, that uh, you know that there is there are a set of people who are like how the hell can india not play by the rules of democracy that we set you know and so they give something about uh, uh, authoritative democracy or something so uh, as jay said that you talk about authoritative democracy in this let me point out to you this is hypocrisy nothing else so, yeah, so th- that unfortunately is the problem and i i so i was very angry when i did this thread and i'm like i hope the government of india looks beyond these voices because let's they are not doing they are not doing india's bidding and i am not telling them to become lobbyists for india if india finds lobbies good but at least give the right perspective and don't fall for this rubbish theory that new york five reporters in new york times and washington post are peddling no in fact i think uh, what, what but recently my view on these people has changed a little bit because one thing i would alert these in fact i would alert these people Do you know the world is beginning to ignore you because uh-huh. you know what happens when you overexpose something see the, the when you have the first mover advantage the reason new york times or washington post had credibility on india is because they were underexposed because they talked so little about india that's mm-hmm. why the first impression becomes the only impression and becomes the lasting impression absolutely right? so but now what they have done is in their as they as in india their narrative started fading they started overusing their power on american shows now what happens is if you tell every people every day that you know india is fascist india is fascist if you start putting that on your front page every day at some point people in america will start saying wait 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 mm. the, the, i know the new york times hates half of all of america 
maybe it hits yeah. for all of india so you know if you over expose something then there will be opposite reaction and that is beginning to happen because you know last one year new york times and washington post has been screaming that india's economy is doomed but fdi in india is up 13% so what it tells bloomberg and what is the message that the people are sending to bloomberg and new york times and washington post that you may cry but we are ignoring you and they should get that message that they, for their own credibility they have to become balanced because people are beginning to pick up on this with great respect to shri venkaiya naidu who is the vice president of india i want to uh, i want to indulge in something that only he he would do say is like the new york times has said india's economy is doomed but in actually india has bloomed <laughs> he would say something like that these are the words are mine before someone starts pointing a gun at me but but uh, in closure and this means this has been a fantastic discussion so we have talked from bengal under uh, bengal yeah. uh, democracy in bengal to democracy under danger in india so i i'll bring this back to bengal when we uh, uh, as we sort of wrap up the discussion um what do you think i mean see i hate telling people to predict the number of seats uh, uh, to so far ahead because one and a half month is a long time in a state election right but do you think the bjp has a chance to get a comfortable majority which is more than 145 seats so i honestly don't think that bengal verdict will be like a, a half half kind of verdict it's it's going to be one way or the other and at the moment it is very hard for me to imagine a tmc wave so mm-hmm. it, the answer is either tmc wave or it is bjp wave and i don't see any symptom of tmc wave i mean the way politicians are leaving their part the tmc and running towards the bjp and you know in bengal it is not just a political cost in bengal it can be a physical cost when you join the other side you you are running a physical cost uh, so if, even even in places like malda this is this is not even 5 days back malda the entire zila parishad they went over to bjp i mean वो यू नो वो लक्षण होते हैं ना जीतने वाली पार्टी के और हारने वाली पार्टी के तो टीएमसी में आई हैव नॉट बीन एबल टू सी एनी जीतने वाली पार्टी के लक्षण एंड अदर थिंग आई वुड पॉइंट आउट इज अ प्रोफेशनलिज्म गैप आई नो पीके कंसीडर्स हिमसेल्फ अ बिग प्रोफेशनल बट बट द टीएमसी वे ऑफ फाइटिंग इलेक्शन इज एक्चुअली वेरी अनप्रोफेशनल आई मीन इन द मिड्स ऑफ दिस कैंपेन यू सी दिस सेंट डेरेको ब्रायन एंड शुभ्रतो मुखर्जी टू रिसीव यशवंत सिन्हा and they are going and receiving uh, you know uh, this rakesh tiket who cannot move yeah. even five votes in bengal so what it shows is it shows a certain gap between the two parties in the sense it is not just a matter of uh, who is winning and who is losing it is the, that the two parties are approaching the election very differently and mamata banerji is still working in a very ad hoc fashion so for instance with this phase by phase election no bjp has this strategy that once the election is over in one phase the workers from that phase they move immediately by the lakhs into the next phase and they bring with them the word that you know we are winning over there so the bjp's machine is so professional so planned so data driven so yeah and on the other side you have mamata banerji who is working on the basis of raw emotion i started screaming here i started screaming there direct go bring yashwant sinha because he is a senior leader so they are fighting elections in a different era sort of their mindset is different and most of the regional parties they suffer from this disadvantage no, no, so and, it's not uh, just moment Shushma is a fascinating character because most people don't know that they he even started a jan morcha and he is apparently yes, the chairman of 
he is a chairperson of an alliance called UDA United Democratic Alliance and before the podcast i actually went to their website and it's a fascinating website because wo 5 mahine mein update nahi hui after they lost bihar and in 2016 he said that he will uh, he will join um, uh, uh, he will return in 2016 or 18 i forget he wo itne statement badalta hai that i also forget timeline that he will retire from party politics and then he, the yeah. first thing he does is after bihar elections he goes and joins the party like it is unbelievable right and um, the, the my favorite test part in in all this is the fact that uh, he, he went and said that mamta energy offered herself to be uh, a hostage in kanpur or something matlab <laughs> like is it, the is number it, of jokes I, that came out against that is absolutely amazing no, is it a requirement that you have to sound positively crazy just to join mamta energy's party like how can i sound crazier than the dear leader see see yashwan sinha he is senile and i feel bad for him but i will give you as an example of a portal uh, again one of the top two portals who did this analysis before bihar election is absolutely hilarious because you mentioned jan morcha na he said that so that this this person is a senior analyst he has been introduced as such at the end of the column he said that we have to see what is the impact of jan morcha in bihar because you know it may make serious impact because you know yashwan sinha is a very respected mp from bihar it was like you know if you were a political analyst actual you would know that yashwan sinha has never been an mp from bihar he has always been an mp from jharkhand hazaribagh is in jharkhand so this is the level of your political analysis if you don't even know the difference between bihar state and jharkhand state and you are an expert on bihar politics theek hai i mean what can i say big, big liberal portal is saying you are a political analyst okay you are a Bro, this, this was like that moment, moment, moment in Lok Sabha where uh, they were having this discussion in McDonald's and Tesco about uh, growing potatoes, right? So Dipinder Huda, but he was got in so much uh, anger that he said something about 24 inches of aloo because Narendra Modi, the CM, had said that McDonald's can come to here. So uh, Sushma Swaraj in rebutting Dipinder Huda said that I was listening very closely to Dipinder Ji, but he was so excited, so excited that two foot of aloo. बेटा किसान के बेटे हो आलू और लौकी में तो फर्क करो दिस इज लाइक दैट इतना उत्तेजित हो गए इतना उत्तेजित हो गए कि सारे सिन्हा ऑल द सिन्हा लीडर्स शत्रुघ्न हो या यशवंत दे ऑल बिकम सीनियर लीडर्स ऑफ बिहार एंड दे फॉरगॉट दैट शत्रुघ्न फॉट फ्रॉम बिहार एंड यशवंत एंड शत्रुघ्न यशवंत सिन्हा या तो जिसको मतलब जिस पॉलिटिकल एनालिस्ट को बिहार और झारखंड का अंतर नहीं पता वो बिहार पे पॉलिटिकल एनालिसिस कर रहे ठीक है हम क्या कह सकते हैं तो छोटे मोटे लोग हैं तो आई थिंक सी इन ऑल सीरियसेस ममता बनर्जी वाज वेरी एंग्री दैट हाउ डेयर डू कांग्रेस एंड लेफ्ट डू जीरो प्लस जीरो अलायंस सो शी आल्सो दिस इज अ वे ऑफ डूइंग ममता प्लस जीरो बिकॉज़ शी गॉट फ्रॉम जशवंत सिन्हा एंड ही विल एसेंशियली ब्रिंग अ जीरो वोट्स एंड ही हैज स्टार्टेड He has started what he was uh, uh, brought in for. Uh, he has uh, appeared on NDTV for an interview. So, but Yashwant Sinha also did that. That was for him. Today, with a very flattering picture, also I think NDTV used a picture when he was still a minister in the Vajpayee government. As I look at it, Abka. So, uh, uh, I honestly feel bad for Yashwant Sinha. He is clearly age is affecting his mental faculty. So, I, so I won't actually comment personally on Yashwant Sinha. He is. I feel bad for him. He is. He is just. Is clearly his mind is not work, working at. full potential so but i'm just feeling i'm just remarking of what it 
it says about TMC strategy that you know in the midst of such a tough election, you are wasting your time with Yashwant Sinha and all. So there is no professionalism. It's like, nay, nay, Yashwant Sinha is a senior person. Let's go welcome him. Maybe it will give us some gravitas. Uh, you know, it's very ad hoc. And on the other side, you have BJP, which is like this lean, mean fighting machine. You know, they have analyzed every constituency, every vote, every roadshow, every rally. Everything is planned with mathematical precision. And on the other side, you have this regional party, which is so ad hoc. If Mamata Banerjee wins, I honestly would be surprised because this Amar Akbar Antony Act, I don't know if people are going to buy, especially people of Bengal. Maybe Bengal has changed under Mamata's rule. No, but but uh, one last question I have to ask you if Mamata wins Bengal, which political party will Yashwan Sina join? Because he has to fight, he has to join parties uh, with Gona. So I am hoping he will join some Bhim army or something like that with Chandrasekhar. Uh, and I mean, I, don't know. I mean, Yashwan Sina can join Yogendra Yadav's party. I think that is very, very fitting for him. Fantastic. But, ah, is... but one, one uh, last incident I will mention is that recently, ah. this was I think last year in Alipur Zoo in Kolkata, there was this tiger and <laughs> you know tigress, and they gave birth to two tiger cubs. Okay, no, 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 it was lion cubs. Sorry, it was two lions and uh, lion cubs. And now such is the culture in Bengal that in before everything you have to put that this is because of the inspiration given by Honorable Chief Minister. So this is an actual board that came up at Alipur Zoo. We said that Adarniya Mukhamantri Mamata Banerjee onu prenonai. Matlab why Adarniya Mukhamantri Mamata Banerjee ki prerna se do lion ka paida hua hai. This actually happened. This is an actual board that was put up in Alipur Zoo in Kolkata. <laughs> I, I cannot stop cracking up because this is the most incredible thing ever. I, I, I had so this is the condition of, uh, of the state and uh, <clears throat> that you have to praise her for the worth of two lion cups. Who said Mamta Ji only inspired, uh, inspires humans? She also inspires animals. Yes, is... absolutely. I mean, uh, so... Before we let you go, Abhishek, we have this tradition at Mind Podcast. We always mm. recommend something non-political uh, or some movie, some show, some book that you've read, something interesting uh. that you've seen. Because and since we've given everyone a dose, 70 minutes of political dose, uh, I think we'll give them a little bit of a lighter dose. So what would you recommend? Okay, so so recently I've been so so whenever I read something, I generally end up reading history. So I read very little fiction. Uh, so maybe I I don't think this will definitely fall under the light-hearted category. But I would definitely recommend this book. I would recommend reading the book uh, Bloodlands: Europe Between Hitler and Stalin. If you really want to understand the Second World War, we all know the facts of the war. But if you want to understand the war. Because it has to be really understood as this, uh, co this, uh, this conflict, this lover's quarrel between Hitler and Stalin. Because they are lovers and then they fall, fall out. So, you know, this lover's quarrel that happens between Hitler and Stalin, then that is the real history of the war. So I would encourage people to read this book. It's called Bloodlands, Europe between Hitler and Stalin. Fascinating. And I would recommend, first, my first recommendation would be Abhishek's book, Operation Johar, The Love Story. Is written a very interesting book. I mean, I know this. I have recommended this before, but uh, this and he's. I think uh, it was published one and a half to two years ago. Do read it. Do write to him what you think about. He tweets at Abish. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I okay. Let me do this properly. <laughs> handle because at Abish Banerjee uh, at A B S B H I S H. Yeah, that's a, okay. 
ജുഷ് that's who the the jewish people are the real victims of the world war and the communists and the nazis they are the perpetrators of the world war and this needs to be understood absolutely and, and another book that i was going to recommend based on a movie i saw a movie called zero dark 30 uh, uh, which is fantastic I've movie i've heard of it My wife hadn't watched it, so we were watching it together about how uh, Bin Laden was captured and killed. And I mean, of course, it fictionalizes a lot of things and all. But there is a book called Ghost Wars, Ghost Wars, written by Steve Cole, which is about America with the Taliban and Middle East and how the Taliban was created and how money was given. It is one of the most fantastic books you'll ever read. uh and and do read and because these are two of the major uh, cataclysmic events of the centuries right the rise of the taliban and what happened in the cold war during that and what abish said abishek said about the nazis and what happened in world war 2 and the communists yeah. right it's a fascinating thing um on that and actually bill mar yesterday who's on the left he actually they the, on the show they were critiquing uh, uh crony capitalism they were critiquing the big facebook amazon but then he said he went on a 3 or 4 minute rant saying this is not me justifying communism communism is bad we have justif we have experimented with this and we don't want this shit and i don't want people in the left to be confused that a critique of capitalism or crony capitalism is equal to communism capitalism works we are just asking where can it be made made better so even the american left acknowledges that i'm not talking about the bernie sanders left but i i think you know but i i totally disagree that bill maher is any more part of the left i mean ever since bill maher started talking about the religion of peace he has pretty much been cancelled he is no longer really part of the left is yeah. anymore but, but no And actually I mean, no but he is the old american left the he is the old american left he is the most but he has been cancelled i don't know wilmar it's really on anybody's mind people ask me why do more indians vote for the democrats earlier because the earlier democrats were wilmar democrats yeah they were not they their their difference with the republicans and republicans were right of everyone right and they were not being comfortable with this anti gay pro christian yeah. right that the republican platform was um but that slowly started changing and now you see this thing but bilmar he actually had a 5 minute monologue yesterday on saying that boss you have to acknowledge the threat that china is and china has already won and he's like why ah, china yeah it actually showed up in my youtube recommendations i haven't clicked that one yeah he had a fantastic line mm-hmm. where he said that while china is building dams us is debating what to name the dams yeah And no it it, a- it it no it is a frightening situation i mean you know school, san francisco the schools recently 45 schools were renamed you know from uh, uh, and they removed names like washington lincoln jefferson and one of the most hilarious and saddest parts is when the the case of roosevelt high school because they have to change the name of roosevelt now both roosevelts are cancelled theodore and franklin but the, for bureaucratic reasons they have to write down who which one has been cancelled in this specific case the problem is nobody can remember whether whether roosevelt high is named after teddy roosevelt or franklin roosevelt this is the condition uh, and Ch- imagine how much china is laughing at this No, so, uh, so the whole doctor suits thing uh, uh, birmar is like uh, maybe that book was bad but i'll tell you which country doesn't give a shit about that china itself china doesn't care yeah. what we read in doctor suits books because they are focused on something else you yeah. know so 
it's very interesting but thank you abhishek you've been very generous yeah. with your time and uh, yeah. this was a great discussion i hope to have you back very soon discussing you know uh, uh, what happened in bengal and maybe doing a post mortem of the elections and, you know, that is scary even That's... thinking about it gives me oh oh right one no, 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 wish no, no. that i had for the election commission was this that the election results from bengal should be declared on the 1st of may on the f- <laughs> really because Why? that will truly be a poetic end to, to the... what jyoti basu did in bengal is to declare the election result on 1st may may the kya pata kya pata 1st of may we might know the exit polls and they might they might declare the results for bengal okay. without knowing so we'll let the left grieve in peace on 1st of may <laughs> yeah sir yeah chalo okay oh. so yeah. great yeah. Uh, fun and guys please like subscribe follow uh, share and we'll be back on all relevant platforms i don't even want to name one and we'll be back next week or maybe in this week with more with more political coverage a little bit about maybe about tamil nadu and kerala and assam as well in yeah. the coming podcast but thank you so much and we'll be back soon yeah.